Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, bro? So, uh, uh, hello, everyone out there. This is Adam, and uh, welcome back to uh, Music of Destruction. Uh, this is going to be Season 3, Episode 8. It's actually our season finale. So, uh, I know I said we were going to have another episode after this, but uh, it doesn't really feel right uh, with Amir not being here. So, we're gonna. I'm just going to end the season here on Episode 8. And then we'll pick it up in season four when in back in uh, January. So uh, today I got I got another good friend of mine here. Uh, his name's Dylan. I've known him for about two and a half years now. What's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, I feel so special being on the season finale, man. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, man. So um, today we're going to talk about Dylan's favorite band. Uh, I haven't listened to them very much, but... Um, apparently dylan knows knows a lot about them so uh, he's gonna he's gonna give me a big refresher on who they are and that's 6 a.m okay okay so do i just start talking like yeah so here's what we'll do um i want you to walk me through each of their albums and we'll go one by one and uh we'll we'll like take little breaks in between and then we'll we'll go on to the next album so uh first off start off by telling me who they are and like how you got into them okay so they are, well, the band was created by Nikki Six of no, none other than Motley Crue. He was the bass guitarist on there and wrote all the songs. And he wrote this book that uh, called The Heroin Diaries because he was heavily addicted to heroin. And so he wrote this book. And then he was like, it didn't even start off as a band. He just was like, I want to write an album for this book. And so we got a bunch of his friends together, DJ Ashbia and James Michaels, to come together just to do this album for the book. But it blew up way more than they thought it would. And now we have 6 a.m. <laughs> um, uh, fame, you know? It, it just blew up. It's and I thought uh, I thought it was really cool that the name is actually com is is there all the last last names of the members combined i know that's so incredible it, it's like uh, it's like there are so many layers to this band and it's so incredible um uh yeah yeah so uh uh yeah so he wrote this book and it's probably the best book ever written i i say that with high praise everyone should pick up the heroin diaries because it's 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 just it's amazing and like you'll uh, read the book and like with each chapter is like a month in that year because this takes place in a year's time and it talks about his addiction his recovery then his relapse he died twice this man died twice because of heroin and uh it's a funny wow. story it's a funny story actually uh well not a funny story but it's a interesting story because the first time he died of heroin, he was dead. He was gone. But the paramedic was like, that's for Motley Crue. We can't let him die. And so they jolted him another time with the, the uh, you know, the shock thingies. And uh, he, he survived. So if he wasn't a part of Motley Crue, he probably wouldn't have been here today. Like, because uh, they couldn't let Motley Crue die, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll walk you through their first album now. Yeah, so start me off with the Heroin Diary soundtrack. Okay, cool. Let me uh, just uh, pull that up so I don't get any titles wrong or anything. Uh, yeah, so, okay, the Heroin Diary soundtrack was really, uh, 
just monumental. It's still my favorite album of theirs because it's just so raw. But basically, like, you'll, like, the whole book is in the soundtrack. Like, it's meant to listen with it or listen after it or listen in a com combination of the two. And, like, you'll see lyrics of the songs, like, written on notepads he wrote when he was high. Like, he literally created an album out of journal entries when he was out of his mind, high on heroin. So it's uh, pretty monumental. Uh, I guess I'll uh, go through... Uh, the uh, tracks. The first one is called Xmas in Hell, and it's probably one of my favorite songs on the uh, soundtrack and one of uh, my favorite songs by them completely, and it's not even really a song. It is literally instrumentals of people singing like Christmas music, like the, like just like singing background Christmas music, and then he's just reading passages from the heroin diaries. And, like, at one point, he's like, so, uh, at one point, he's like, so, I didn't call anyone this Christmas, because why would I ruin their holiday? Like, and he just, uh, he just goes through Christmas, the chapter where he talks about Christmas, and he just speaks words, and it's so impactful. It is, it is, it is so impactful, like, uh, like older music. Uh, the next song on the uh, album is called Van Eyes, and it's a really good ballad. It uh, basically talks about how people in Hollywood, and Van Eyes specifically, live their lives, and how everyone is doing something, and everyone wants to do better, but they don't know how. So they... Uh, so basically, people die on Van Nuys. He's talking about how many people have died on Van Nuys. Uh, and it, it's a really impactful song. Um, it, it's a really, really uh, good song. The, uh, the next one, though, is the song that actually put them on the map. It's called Life is Beautiful. It, 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 that's, that's, what it, uh, that's what they're famous for. I guess um, uh, it's a, r a really good song. Um, it has uh, some of the most impactful lyrics they've done. Like uh, sometimes it takes a trail of blood to lead lead you back home, and uh, that's one of uh, like just like an impactful thing to say. Um, Am I talking too fast? I'm sorry. I, I I don't normally do this. No, no, no. You're you're, you're good. Just um, uh, if you, if you feel like you need to skip ahead, just go ahead and do that. I mean, um, we have a two hour limit based on these this uh, recorded with friends thing that we're using. Okay. So uh, I just don't want to take up too much time. Right, right. Uh, I'll just uh, quickly uh go through the uh the uh, song list, and then I'll just give a quick review on the album as a whole. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. So uh, we're on num uh, track number four, and that song is Pray For Me. Uh, and number five is Tomorrow. Number six, Accidents Can Happen. And that's like my second favorite song they've ever done. Second, Seventh song is just Intermission. It's called Intermission. It's another one of the songs where it's just instrumental with a little bit spoken words by Nikki Six. Uh, Dead Man's Ballad. Heart failure, where he's talking about how he um, uh, 
had a heart attack because of all the heroin he was doing. Then there's girls with golden eyes. And that song's talking about heroin. The girl with golden eyes is a metaphor for heroin he's doing. Um, yeah, 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 golden eyes, you know, heroin's kind of a gold color, so it's it, it it's a good metaphor, I guess. Uh, Courtesy Call right. is uh, their 11th song. Uh, it's a really good song. It talks about how... Uh, uh, basically, uh, he's leaving his old life behind. Like, that's basically what he's talking about. And this is just a courtesy call to tell you guys I'm not coming around anymore. Like, I'm just not doing it anymore. Right. And it's a very powerful song. And then, uh, Permission is basically the same thing. He's just talking about how he doesn't need permission from anyone, like, anymore. He doesn't need the validation of it. And then another instrumental with spoken uh, words song is Life After Death. Um, and uh, it, that song is basically just talking about uh, how he died twice. And this is his life after he died. Uh, he, and it's uh, very powerful. Uh, and those are all the song like lyrics i want to add though uh the song life after death uh he's gone on record saying he's died twice and everything but also he says he's had doctor visits like after that where he has like the body of a 20 year old like even all that stuff he's done to his body he has an incredible body like his lungs are all in check his liver's all in check and he suffered from all these things like heroin addiction coke addiction alcohol addiction and his body is in perfect condition, according to doctors. So I think that's pretty cool, you know. Um. So, um, so uh, w w was that all the tracks for the for the her the heroin diaries? Yes, soundtrack? that was all the uh, so, tracks for the heroin diaries. Okay, so um, after we go through all the songs, uh, I want you to give me, in your personal opinion, like a like an album rating, like on one to like one to ten on how, uh, what you rank the album in their discography. Okay, on, uh, one to 10 on this album, I rank it a 10. It, it is, in my opinion, the best album ever made. Like, that's how, that's how, I literally will listen to this from one to 13 all the time. I will just sit there, I'll be smoking a few cigarettes, uh, I'll be a little high and I'll just listen to every song in that soundtrack. It is monumental. I rated a 10. Like, it should get more praise. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna have to go back and listen uh, to uh, it. Have um, you heard it? Have you uh, heard the uh, uh, album? Have you listened to any of those songs? I, I, I've heard a few songs. Uh, I really, I need to go, I need to go back and listen to the rest of like, it. Because I remember um, you told you told me about them not too long ago. And yes, um, uh, what you need to do is like don't pick and choose. Like it's only like forty five minutes. The whole album's only forty five minutes. It's not like a super long album. Like one through thirteen, you know. Like just like it plays a story. It really does. Like if you listen to the progression of the songs, they play a full story, which I think is fantastic. Um. So it's so it's almost like a like a concept album, exactly. Where it starts like with, yeah, it starts like one way, and then 
by the end of the album, it's it, it like goes a completely different right, way. Right, because originally this album was just supposed to be a companion to the book. Like there was supposed to be like a sleeve where the album would be in the book for people that buy the hardcover copy of the book. You know, like uh, it was it was supposed yeah. to be like that. But then his manager, who was also a manager of Motley Crue. Uh, said no. You really got something here. You got something here. You need to. Uh, you need to go. You need to just make an album by itself because it will. It will change lives, which it has. Like, like so many people have come out and said because of the Heroin Diaries, the book and the soundtrack, they have quit their drug addictions. They have quit all their addictions, which is just an incredible feat. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's let's go let's go ahead and move on to uh, their second record, which is uh, this is yes, gonna hurt. Yes, yes, this is gonna hurt. Uh, yeah, is, well, I have it right. This is 2011. Yes, yes. This is the uh, first time I saw them in concert. By the way, I saw the this is gonna hurt tour. Like, so I, I. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Um, uh, it was the only time I saw them in concert. Uh, I, I, they were supposed to actually do a tour with Motley Crue, like, and Nikki Six would be playing on both sides, uh, but COVID happened, and so that didn't happen. <laughs> like, Poison was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, Poison was supposed to be there. Uh, uh, a lot of bands that like were famous for that sex, drugs, and rock and roll craze was just like yeah. it was going to be an awesome concert it was work tour but for these guys it, that's basically what it was going to be it, it it was um but you know unfortunately a lot of things closed down because of the which i understand everyone needs to stay safe wear your mask people wear your mask everyone uh, so, uh... okay yeah so this is <laughs> anyway, yeah so let, let, let's let's get into this is gonna hurt okay this is gonna hurt uh the you know the there's 12 songs on this album so uh the songs are this is gonna hurt you know self-titled album and then another song i think they're known for but it's not my favorite song they sing is lies of beautiful people um uh, i think that's the other one they're really famous for uh uh it's not my favorite but it's still a pretty good song by their standards it's just not my favorite <laughs> um uh uh are oh, you with you. me now Live Forever, Sure Feels Right, which is my favorite song on this album. Sure Feels Right, favorite song on this album. Uh, Adam, everyone out there, go listen to this song. It's such a good song. It, it's uh, just about being high, driving through Hollywood, and it, it's incredible. It, it, it's such a good song. It, it Honestly, uh, that song changed my life when I heard it. Like That's how good it was. Well, yeah, I'll take your yeah. Word for it. and then Deadlyhood uh, is a uh, another really good song on the album. Like pretty much from five down, I love every song. Like from five down, they're just fantastic. Uh, Smile is uh, the seventh song. Help is on your way is eight. Nine is oh my god, and oh my god, the song, <laughs> the song. Uh, like uh, they knew what they were doing <laughs> titling it oh my god because like this song like just like it's not like your typical song you would expect from their band but like they just like blow you out with like real world issues 
that aren't being talked about and they do it in such a way and it's it it's my favorite uh uh one of my favorites like one of my favorites of everything uh number 10 is goodbye my friends which is a, a pretty good song 11 is skin which is a great song so good and then 12 is correspondence but that was only on the japanese bonus track but i'm pretty sure the cd i have had that on it maybe it's because i got it at the concert so i don't know it says a japanese bonus track i don't know um yeah b- believe it or not um there is a there is an episode that me and amir did i think it was in season one because we're in right, right, season yeah. three right now but there is an episode where we did where we were talking about uh it, we only talked about it briefly but it was about like um bands releasing like exclusive tracks like to certain countries and one of them was like for japan because we know like shinedown was doing that too with one of their one of their records where they had like an exclusive track that was only released like in in japan or in another country and you had to like find that specific album so you could listen to that song you know if you didn't like if you didn't go on youtube or anything really is increase the uh value of the cd after it's purchased you know, like, say someone in Japan really? uh, has that CD with a bonus track on it. What, uh, like, they'll probably buy three or four, you know, if it's a big band. And then they'll be like, well, I have the bonus one. You know, after a while, they won't be even print anymore. So, like, I have an original, you know, like, a bonus track on here that, you know, thanks to YouTube and Spotify, um, uh, like, all those songs are universally it's a it can't be done today really because those songs will just appear on youtube or spotify you know like so like it's not real there's not really a point to it um uh in my opinion anyways because like the exclusivity kind of went away when you could put songs on youtube but uh yeah let's get to the radio i think i will rate this an eight just because it, like, this is going to be my standard for every album. It didn't hit what the Heroin Diaries hit. But I will say, they were right. amazing in concert. They, they were, really were amazing in concert. Like, uh, just like, I think I shed a tear. I shed a tear just seeing them. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. And after... Yeah, we're uh what? What are you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just oh, I was just gonna say um, uh, we're gonna have to get you back on the show eventually whenever uh, because uh, Amir's gonna tell me about his concert experience when he went to go see uh, Wage War, and uh, we might want to have you back on so you can tell us about your concert experience with Motley Crue or not yeah, Motley Crue, yeah. but uh, 6 I'm hoping that when all this COVID stuff is figured out that they're still going to do that like Poison, Motley Crue, 6 a.m. concert. Because if they do, I say me, you, and, and me are jump on tickets and you guys can see it for yourself because it is... Honestly, that would, that like... That would be really, really cool. For me, they are a monumental band. But for other people, they're a concert band. Like, they're a band that if you see in concert, no matter what they're singing, they bring, like, theatricality to it. Like, because... Nikki Six was famous on Motley Crue for literally lighting his pants on fire. Like, he would light his pants on fire. 
Like, <laughs> so like, he, they were famous for like, just like, that's why they got famous because their concerts were just so absurd. And also like, uh, it's just, it was absurd. They, they were absurd and it was awesome. And I want to see that again. I, I, I hope they do stuff like that again. It was when they were all on drugs, to be clear. But, uh, like, it's just, it's, I wish, I wish. <laughs> you know, I, I can wish. So we, uh, we gonna oh, yeah, definitely. move on to modern So yeah, let's, uh, yeah, so let's, modern ventures. Are you this on the album page? Uh, have you seen the album cover for this? Uh, well, I've seen it like once. A, I don't remember what it looks like. I just like, want to talk about the album cover because this is the best album cover, in my opinion. It's like a robot, like picture, like you know, like Terminator Two, like the you know the metal, the liquid metal robots, and like an angel mix with like a yeah. mannequin head on it. it. It is so beautiful. It is best album cover. There's my review. Best album cover. Um. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'll go through the track list uh, uh, real quick. We got Stars, best song on the album, and it's the first song on the album, so you, you gotta be happy with that. Yeah, yes, Stars, Pretty best ironic. song on the album. It really showcases all their voices, I feel like. Uh, gotta Get It Right, Relief, Get You Some, Let Go, Drive. Uh, this is actually a cover by the Cars. I'm not sure what band that is, but it says the cover, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, Get Me a Love, Hyperventilate, which is my uh, second favorite song on this album. Such a good song. Um, it just talks about the anxiety of living day to day. That's which we can all, you know, in these unprecedented times, we can understand, right? <laughs> um, uh, high on oh, the yeah, music, definitely. again, we can understand that. I get high on music all the time. Like, you lose yourself in music sometimes. Don't you agree, Adam? Uh, you can... Yeah, like, uh, m music is like a way of life for me. Like, yeah, I honestly, just, I love listening like, to music. And honestly, uh, I love going to concerts. Like, uh, concerts, even if I don't particularly like the band, the atmosphere at concerts is so different than if you were just listening to a song of a band you don't like. It, it's just like, the you feed off the energy of other people. You know, it's like going to see an Avengers movie with a packed audience. Your energy is feeding off everyone else's energy. So it's just like, you're happy to be there. You're pumped. Let's do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly how I felt whenever me and Amir went to go see Escape the Fate back in February. This was Right before, this is about a month before How is all that? this COVID stuff actually hit. We were actually How really lucky was to be able to go uh, get in to uh, see them. Good? Or were they good? Escape the Fate? Oh, yeah. It, it it was amazing. Like, me and Amir are big fans of Escape the Fate. And uh, uh, believe it or not, we actually got VIP. Like, we actually talked about our experience going to see them a couple episodes ago. But um, uh, it was amazing. We got VIP tickets. Um, we got to take pictures with the oh, band. We got their so autographs cool. on a picture, and yeah, I'm I'm trying kinda to I'm trying to get a picture frame so I can frame it. Kind of reminds put it up me on my of wall when me and Steve room. went to Warped, uh, uh, not Warped, uh, FanCon or whatever. 
Fan Expo. Uh, uh, that was oh, a fun for, uh, time. Fan Expo, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, uh, next song. We got a little sidetracked. I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, next song is No, no, Miracle, you're, you're good. And 11th song is Before It's Over. We also had some digital deluxe edition exclusives. Before It's Over, it's a piano ballad. Uh, there's stars again. It's like a cinematic version. I don't think I've heard that version of the song because I don't think that's on Spotify and I don't have this particular album. I should because the album cover is so good. Uh, Gotta Get It Right, an acoustic cover. And I love it when uh, bands do acoustic covers of songs. Like I always love to hear the differences and how much it uh, impacts the song. Cause sometimes it'll take a great song to a monumental song just by having it acoustic. I don't know what it is for me, but like acoustic just is uh, cool to see sometimes. And then let it. Acoustic, like acoustic tracks, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, acoustic tracks, whenever um, acoustic, like whenever you listen to acoustic tracks based on like a song that you love, like even though it's quieter, and it's not like maybe it doesn't but really have so the impactful. exact same sound as the original song. It's impactful. But it's just the somberness. It's the somberness and the quietness that make it like extremely songs, like I amazing feel like to this listen is to. The deal with acoustic songs. It lets you uh, listen to the lyrics. It lets you hear the lyrics, feel the lyrics. You know, like you can feel the lyrics as they're being said because. Sometimes with like a rock and roll song or whatever, you know, like you're up in a beat and you're up in the beat and sometimes you'll miss a word or miss a word. This song is supposed to meant to slow it down so you can hear the beautiful song we created, you know, like um, it just it lets you sink it in a little. More, oh, yeah. You know, like a little bigger taste, in my opinion, for some songs. I mean, there have been acoustic songs I don't like, but. It, it it really depends, but for the most part, I tend to like acoustic songs, um, which this band do, doesn't seem to do a lot of, but they have a lot on this album. So, and then uh, "Let It Haunt You," so beautiful. Uh, that's an exclusive for the digital deluxe. And then there's a Japanese edition bonus track again, but it's just an acoustic version of a song "Relief," and I don't think I've heard that version either. Uh, it's weird. Like, uh, some of these aren't on Spotify, but, uh, I imagine I'm gonna go listen to that later, because I love the song release, so, um, it'll be cool. Uh, I rate this one actually higher than the last album. Uh, I rate it a 9, because it it was pretty, uh, close to, uh, uh, on par with their original album, I feel like, in terms of, uh, just feeling, you know? Like, but uh, I still want to add, yeah, uh, they never lose their touch. Like, like I'll listen to their new album, like uh, every album from start to finish, because this is one thing this band does that I feel like a lot of bands should be doing, is instead of having random songs on a track, it's like each song tells a different story, you know, each song tells a different story, and then you go through it with them. You know, it's just telling you a story, and you just experience it with them. And I think that's great, you know? I, I love experiencing songs. <laughs> yeah. And you know, honestly, I think, uh, I really think it would be really cool if like current bands that we do, li- that we all listen to, 
I really, w- I really hope that they that they they should right. do more right uh, exactly. concept albums um, uh, that and, tell uh, a story. Uh, uh, something I want to add to that. Um, I like it when uh, I think Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco did this, where one of their albums uh, didn't tell a story in songs, but they released a music video for every song on their album that literally was meant to be a movie. You know, like they were once they released them all, they released them all, all cut together as one tangible movie. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's uh, crazy. Melanie Mar- Martinez did that too. Like it, but hers was an actual movie with her songs in it. You know, and this was uh, literally each music video was a separate thing, but it was telling a story. Like it was telling a tangible story. And I think uh, my uh, my Chemical Romance Danger Days did that for a little bit too, but they didn't really release a music video for every song. But that's another thing I like to see when music videos tell a story. You know, like you're telling a tangible story. You put as much effort in the music videos yeah, um, as you did the songs, and it shows. That's incredible. It's just incredible. Yeah. Uh... Shine Down did that with their with their last record back two years ago, and with uh, Attention Attention, where uh, that album was a concept album, where it showed um, it, when the when the album starts, it tells a story of a, right, of a right, man yeah. who's like in a really bad place. I think in his we life. talked about this. I you know, think because we talked uh, about and this then before. like as yeah, the album yeah, goes I on, agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and like and as it goes on, it shows them like slowly like overcoming his demons and then like uh actually actually being in a good place in his life again so it starts off bad and then it goes it goes to where he i guess sees the light and like he kind of over overcomes like his problems and his demons yeah yeah and he's um, actually uh, in a good place by the end yeah, of the album and also i want to add to that, so I thought that was uh, in my great. opinion i mean i'm sure you're different because shine down's like your favorite band i mean i love them but like they're not my favorite like um but uh i think that album was the best they've been in years like I honestly do. I I think that was kicking it back to their original album, like for me, anyways. Like, cause nothing will be. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's, probably uh, the that's best album I'm... since the yeah, Sound of Madness, which was so in four years. Two thousand eight. That was their best album, oh, right? Cause it came out in two thousand twelve. Or when? Oh, oh, oh ten attention, years. attention right. was 2018. Uh, that Sound was of 10 Madness years. Is the one I was talking about. Like, because, like, uh, Sound of Madness was, like, uh, that one album that, like, I just hold the mantle to. And even though uh, Shine Down's not one of my favorite bands, like, that song's just high on the tier list of favorite albums of all time. Like, like if I was to make a top five albums of all time, which is something I think me, you, and Amir should try to do sometime. Like make a list of our top five albums, dude. Before, dude, before you go on, I have to say this right now. Literally, I just, I just recently did an episode with another friend of mine who lives in Florida. His name's Lewis, and I was telling him, and me and Amir have already talked about this. Me and Amir uh, are are doing a list of our top favorite albums of all time that don't have any bad songs on them. <laughs> that's insane. Not no no bullshit. That, uh, that's so funny cuz I was thinking of doing that for shits and giggles like uh on Facebook I was thinking of posting that uh like on New Year's to like since you know this was a new decade I'm going to like list my top favorite from the last decade or whatever, you know, like you know, so not including 2020. 
I could probably. Yeah, my, uh, list, my list is halfway I, I don't know done. If I'd be able to scream it down the top five, I don't know. I would have to listen to every album and kind of. I I probably wouldn't even hear them. I would probably just be like, okay, this one, this one, this one. You know, like because it'd be like trying to pick between your favorite children. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I I would. I... Yeah, like I, I um, because I'm doing a ten list, like a top ten list, because I think ten is kind of more reasonable because uh, yeah, me I, too. I listen to so many groups, so I feel like ten will be more doable. But uh, I'm not putting them in any particular order. Like I'm not saying like, oh, this album is better than this one. I'm not doing it like that. It's just it's literally just a list that just goes straight down. Like one's not better than the other. That that's how I'm doing it. And my list is halfway done. I have like five albums out of the ten that I'm doing. I have five five of them already nice. done and written. So uh, I'm just slowly yeah, um, making my uh, list. And once I get it done, I want to try to put it out there. Albums of all time is actually, ironically enough, a Maroon Five album. I forget the name of the album, but it was the one with Misery on it. Because every song on that album was a fucking banger. And that was back before Maroon Five, like, uh, went all, uh, you know, uh, kind of poppy. It was before they started doing pop music, which was. Uh, a really good album if you haven't heard it you should check it out because it's really really good you know what this band must be really big in Japan because every album they've had has had Japan covers you know um, okay so are you ready for the next album yeah Yeah, let's get let's get on to their their latest release. This is uh, Prayers for the Blessed. Yeah, and yes, I heard uh, funny story. That this uh, record had like a volume one and a volume two. Prayers uh, of the Dam for the Dam, right? And uh, the second one was Prayers for the Blessed. And they're doing that thing mm -hmm. where like they tell a story, but they told it in two albums. They released them the same year, and like uh, yeah, like uh, has a band ever done that before? Awesome. I don't think I, I remember a band ever having a volume one, volume two, releasing them very close to each other. I don't think they've ever uh, done that. Uh, I'm sure it's been done I, before. I can't think but... of any offhand. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that any band's ever. But like, uh, none that um, I can think of as of as of the moment. Great album. Both of them, great album. Like they're on par with each other. Uh, the first one was Prayers of the, for the Damned. So I guess I'll go through that track list first. And this came out in when did this come out? Uh, 2016. Yes. Um, this was. And you know, this band takes a while yeah. to release albums. Like it's like always a big time jump. I feel like, but when they do release it. Uh, it's worth it. You know, it's quality over quantity with these guys, which is great. Because all the songs are written by uh, by uh, Nikki Six. He writes all the music. So, you know. Yeah, okay, so number one uh, on this album is okay. Rise. Great song. Great song. Absolute banger. Absolute bop. I could play this time anytime. You're sad, it's a sad song. If you're happy, it's a happy song it, it's one that's art it's just art <laughs> like uh, uh like it, it like if you can take a song and when you're sad <laughs> it makes you like sad and if you're happy it makes you happy that's art <laughs> like that's art um in my opinion like it, it changed like when you listen to it in different yeah. moods it changes it your is. perspective of the song which is incredible 
and I, I don't doubt that they meant that because a lot of the songs are like that. Um, uh, next one is You Have Come to the Right Place. It's about all the outcasts, the losers, you know, like everyone that doesn't belong. And, you know, this was definitely a concert song. I've seen them do this live on concert on YouTube. I haven't actually seen it, but like, it's definitely like, you all came to see my concert. Well, you have come to the right place. You know, like, that's what it's saying. Like, yeah, we're here. You know, we were all outcasts too. You know, like, it, it's just, that's the message they're trying to uh, get across. So, and, and it's great. Yeah. Um, next is I'm sick. Oh, okay. And then fourth is Prayers for the Dam. Great song. You know, uh, probably their best song on this album, in my opinion. Uh, mostly because this song basically has a sequel in Prayers for the Blessed. Like, they have a song that ties into that song, which is fantastic. You could play them back to back. And it's like, tell it's basically like it's telling a story in two separate albums. It, it's, it, it's really incredible. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Um, Better that, Man. That's really, really cool. Is number five. Good song. Great song, actually. Uh, I'm not going to underplay it. <laughs> number six, Can't Stop. Number seven, When We Were Gods. <laughs> and that's talking about his time on Motley Crue. You know, they were gods. You know, like they were the gods of rock and roll. Like he lived during the sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the best pop possible way. Like, when people say sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they were thinking of ACDC, and they were thinking of Motley Crue. That that's just how it is. Like, so that that that's what they were talking about—the gods of rock and roll. Yeah, which, pretty much. Uh, in my opinion, they still are. Like, their songs still work today. Um, uh, eight, Belly the Beast. You know, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. You know, you know the saying, Belly of the Beast. Uh, number nine, everything went to hell. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this song <clears throat> is 2020, basically. Everything went to hell. They're just predicting the future of 2020. That, in my opinion, they're just predicting. Um, number ten, the last time, and then parentheses, my heart <clears throat> will hit the ground. Uh, uh, love song talking about a breakup. You know, we've all been there. And then Levitt and Eleven is Rise of the Melancholy Empire. And that, that song was about uh, Rome when uh, or Paris. It was like during that, I think it was about that concert attack. You remember there was a concert attack in Paris or like, and it was like some pop star or whatever. I, I forget who it was, but I'm pretty sure because there's actually a... Uh, commentary for that on the album that's not listed here but they're talking about how uh how upsetting the world is and how someone shot up a concert and it's not good um i forget whose concert it was but it was someone in paris or roman or italy somewhere i think it was like ariana grande uh or something but it was very upsetting uh Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it was Ariana oh, Grande. I, like, like I said, I, I don't I know listen you're to her, you know, but that's basically what they're talking about. Like, it's too poppy for me. I don't like pop. Music. Yeah, neither do I. Like, it's not <laughs> my thing. <laughs> like, like I, I'm, I'm a hipster. Yeah, I don't I'm not a big fan of it. Stuff. <laughs> like, if it's poppy, 
Like, if something's popular, I'm just not going <laughs> to like it person. anymore. That's just a fact. <laughs> it's like I loved Rick and Morty, but when uh, Rick and Morty became so popular that the fans became toxic, I was like, you know what? I don't like this show anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let that SpongeBob me. Like, uh, I'm going to nope, head, I'm on head out. out. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then there are two Japanese bonus tracks. Head out. <laughs> Prayers of the Damned Acoustic and Rise Acoustic. I, I also want to find it interesting that they had two songs with Rise in the title. One's Rise, the first song, and 11th song is Rise of the Melancholy Empire. And so it kind of stops and ends with Rise, which I feel like is intentional. Like, they, they're very calculated with how they put their music in there. So, um... Yeah, um, it, that's it, you know? <laughs> uh, rating this, I think I would rate this one a nine as well. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Because uh, it was monumental, really good. I think almost every song on this album is a banger to me. There might be one song that I'm not thinking of that might not be a banger, but uh, even if I can appreciate how real this music is, like, it's just real raw music. They don't sugarcoat it, which is fantastic. Uh, okay, so uh, now we can go on to Prayers for the Blessed, Volume 2. Okay, first song, Barbarians, Prayers for the Blessed. So this is basically um, the opposite of what that song was, but the same at the same time. Like, it's opposite and same. Uh, which is uh, incredible. Like I, I just, I don't know where they come up with this. It, it's so, it's so good. Um, then second, we will not go quietly. Best song on the album, probably top three songs they've ever done. It's basically talking about uh, how the world's going. And even though it was in 2016, like 2020 is the perfect year for this song. You know, all the riots, all the uh, uh, protests everything that was going on with the election, you know, uh, uh, and uh, one part in the song, they're like, you can burn it all to the ground, but we will not go quietly. And it's basically talking about taking back your country, you know, like, and that's like, <laughs> yes. And it, that's like an epic ass song name too. Like we will song. not go quietly. Like, like, that's, like, that's like an so epic ass song name. Like, and I think this is a song they're also known for in recent years i think this song just got popular by people which is great i'm happy that they're getting more notification notarization because uh that means more albums you know and this is also just like a side project for all the band members like because they all have their own bands they still work on I, it's nikki sis's baby but the other members are just like have side projects and this is their side project but they put so much effort into this, their albums that it's just, it'll blow your mind. Like, I can't hype up this band enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, good. Yeah, like, uh, I, you know, you're giving yeah, me a really I big history lesson today. And it's, you know, I'm gonna let I, you I really want to go and listen more of it. Know. it. It'll change your life. It, I can't stress that enough. Change your life. Um, it's so good. Uh, like, like, it, it, like, even if you're not addicted to anything, hearing that what I have people no doubt. like that go through is just, it's sad and heartbreaking and it crushes you. But that's the point, you know, 
it's not supposed to glamorize it. It's showing you how raw and real their lifestyle was back then. And it's just how you overcome it and how to stay away from it, you know? It talks about all the do's and don'ts, you know? Like, if you think you're going down that road, seek help immediately, you know? Even if you don't want to, just do it. <laughs> Which is a... Yeah, in the long run, it'll be worth it. Like, exactly. And in the long he even run, it'll says be in worth the book, it. He's like, I'm, I'm writing this book. Uh, I'm writing this book, so if it just helps one other person not make the same mistakes I did, then it's worth it. And that's incredible. Like, and uh, he also, like, he got interviews for from people that he uh, worked with. Uh, and uh, people he dealt with during that time, he got interviews. And at one point, at the beginning of the book, he talks about all the people that helped him get into drugs and everything that wouldn't do interviews because they were afraid they'd put him in negative a life. And he basically calls them cowards. He's like, you won't do an interview because it'll put you in negative life, but you were had an impact on my life and you're a coward. That's all you are. You're a coward. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So number three, Wolf at Your Door. Just an wow. epic title. Just an epic title. Wolf at Your Door. In fact, I will say almost every song on this album exactly what is I was an thinking. epic title. That's what they were going for with this album. Okay, now number four is Maybe It's Time. And Maybe It's Time is about quitting drugs and accepting your responsibility for things you've done. And I, I love that. It's setting responsibility without, uh, you know, like not glamorizing it, you know, like you can get clean and everything, but until you accept responsibility for the things you've done, you're not really clean, which is amazing. Amazing. Uh, and also, they just released this, re-released the song. Uh, it really is. Uh, they just re-released this as a single again because they were doing a thing with artists uh, um, uh, against uh, drugs. Like, it's like artists against drugs. Uh, and they had a lot of notable people uh, on it. Uh, let me uh, read that list off because it's pretty amazing who they got. They have 6 a.m., Corey Taylor, Joe Elliott, Brantley Gilbert, Ivan Moody, and Slash. And they're all talking about, and they're all singing it. Uh, they're all singing it, uh, you know, because it's like artists against a global recovery initiative, uh, better noise music organizer. They're artists against drugs, which is a bunch of people that were addicted to drugs, and now they're coming together to like... Uh, contribute uh to raise money against the drugs which is awesome it's amazing that they're doing that uh i think nikki six even created this foundation like so like it's amazing and they got so many other people in the song this time around like uh who have been there who are addicted to drugs and now they made a comeback and they're like don't do it it's not worth it so uh, I thought that was notable and pretty cool. Uh, number five is The Devil is Coming. Another epic title. Uh, okay. Devil is Coming. He is. Uh, which is funny they say that because uh, Motley Crue had a song, Shout with the Devil, Shout at the Devil. And it was, yeah. 
Oh, uh, did you hear about the controversy that song Shout had out back the devil. then? Still it my favorite song by them. Uh, the controversy consisted of Christians and everyone else saying it had to do with the occult. And they're just like, there's an interview of them, and they're just like, it's not shout with the devil, it's shout at the devil. We're saying the devil's bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, good yeah, lord. Good lord. <laughs> and, um, and then the next one is no catacombs. No pun intended, of course. It's about the catacombs <laughs> in Paris. I'm sure you've heard of those. Um, uh, and it's instrumental. It's just a sweet song. Um, yeah. It's just an instrumental. There's no words, I don't think. But it's definitely a good song to just listen to when you're just chilling. You know, to let it play in the background. Uh, they're Gonna Weave a Scar is next. Uh, and then uh, Without You and that's a bad finger cover number 9 is Suffocate number 10 is Rod in My Head another banger like uh, an awesome title and then Helicopters which is a really good song as well um, it this album, I would probably rate a 10. I think this one is on par. Not on par with the first album, but it's definitely the second one I listened to the most. And there isn't a bad song on this album. Definitely not. None of the songs are bad. Even the instrumental one is good for, you know, just listening to music. It's just very a beautiful song. So yeah, I rate that one a 10. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That, that was a lot they of history also stuff. They also released a 10th year anniversary. I gotta tell you, man, it was for, uh, great to have the, you on. Uh, have you tell me about that? The Heroin Diary soundtrack. Um, it was uh, literally uh, all the same music, except uh, Life Is Beautiful, Girl with Golden Eyes, and Van Eyes had remixes that they did for uh, 10 years anniversary. The remixes are all right but i still hold the originals to, to such a high regard which is mm -hmm. ironic because those are like my free favorite songs on the album and i'm like you you didn't need to remix it because like it was already perfect <laughs> like so so like don't remix stuff uh so uh did you want me to talk about yeah. warped tour <laughs> you also said you might want to have me talk about warped tour or do you want to say that in our time Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I want to save that for for the episode when Amir comes back, because he's going to tell me about his experience of going to see Wage War. Yeah. And I, I want to like try to get you on, on that episode, too, so you can tell me about went, your experience with Warped Tour on there. And that'll probably be in season four, hopefully. It's mind-blowing. Have you ever been to Warp? Dude, there's I have nothing not. I mean, that beats I've it. Been, I've been to concerts here and there, but like I've, never, tour, I've never got a chance to go on like Warped Tour. Warped Tour is literally like, like the... And nothing beats your first time either. Because it's like, there's music all over playing. You can't make out where it's coming from. You know, everyone's just inside to be there. Girls are walking around naked, by the way. The Okay, uh, uh, I'm going to tell a quick story real quick. Um, uh, uh, a girl was literally <laughs> naked, but she had like band-aids on her nipples. And like a band-aid on her crotch. <laughs> so, so she literally wasn't showing anything 
that would be considered uh, wow. you know, offensive because <laughs> she wasn't showing the nipples, she wasn't showing the crotch. But like, I, I just thought that was really funny because I wasn't expecting to see that. And I saw it right when I walked through the door with my friend Erica. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Wow. Yeah, I, can I just say? I, I've I only been in here Erica, five like, seconds and I, I already love here. this place. <laughs> I'll just like sleep inside. And every time Warp Tour comes around, I'll come out. It's like a hibernate till Warp Tour comes back. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and uh, I, I'm I'm sure they're gonna well, like, they're gonna start uh, letting bands uh, you know tour again next some year. Some bands so are already doing hopefully, this. like maybe have, like, maybe we can get it going. Distance concerts, where like. They're doing like yeah, I mentioned that well, with Lewis. I mentioned how they were doing like the, have, like the their quarantine shows and stuff, like and that. they're all barred off and everything. And so you're not stepping on anyone's toes. They're big enough to like dance to and rock to, and it's like spread out, you know. And everyone stays with their party the whole time, and like you know. Yeah, yeah, and they have like three. They have like three to four chairs like per per little section and. That I even saw like one that had like like a little boxing ring around it, where it was like in a wrestling looking yeah, ring, yeah, and like, they had like you know, chairs so in it, and there was like a table, it, but, uh, and they were like all spread six feet apart like from each a, other uh, and everything. Uh, you know, a vaccine soon ish, so maybe we won't even need that. But people still have to like take the vaccine, so that'll be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got you. That's oh, incredible because it doesn't even today feel like was that a really interesting episode, I, man. I, I mean, we 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 almost so talked for more, a whole hour. I I I uh, I can't. <laughs> um, uh, they are my favorite band. They are my favorite band. Um, they are. We'll, we'll pick it up again. Best bands, like just from a lyric standpoint, that like, just like they're just real. Like they're real people and they live their lives like on a like a show. Like they just display their whole entire lives and it's 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 just incredible. I, I don't know if a band will ever make me feel the way Six AM does, but like I, I still cry when I listen to some of their songs because it's so relatable. Even though I haven't done heroin, it's just relatable. <laughs> like their music just is that good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, we're good. That's gonna That's going to be it for today's episode, guys. Uh, Dylan, I want to thank you for coming yeah, on, man. You. We talked for almost an hour. We're literally about five minutes away from an hour, the hour mark. Uh, our see, this is our season three finale. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Awesome. Um, and we are going to have you back on the show uh, again. It's uh, going to be sometime know, in season I, I know four. More than sure. just 6 uh, I know season more Season four about it seems like we're going to have a pretty smooth like, season. You know, I just don't talk about it as much as like you and Amir did, but I, I know a lot about bands. I love the music. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah man. man. Right there with you. So anyway, um, we hope we hope you all enjoyed. Dylan, once again, thanks for coming on. Uh, this is going to be it for our season three. And 
Uh, we hope to see you guys in season four. Uh, we won't be back on with season four until after New Year's. So this is the last you'll hear from us for the rest of 2020. Now, hopefully next year when we actually start coming back with season four, you know, hopefully things will start picking up better and stuff like that. But, uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Amir will be back with us next season because I'm assuming Have he's busy with school stuff day. right now. Hey everyone, this is Adam. Uh, just wanted to take a quick second to um, thank you everyone to uh, for uh, listening to us for our season three finale uh, with this episode. Um, I'm sorry Amir couldn't be with us for the last two episodes, but um, episode 25 and this one were recorded back to back. And uh, he wasn't here for episode 25, so um, uh, I got in touch with him after these two episodes were done and everything's okay everything's all good uh, everything will resume with nor uh, normally uh, whenever we start season four season four is going to start on january 2nd 2021 so the rest of the year we'll be taken off to enjoy the holidays and stuff and be with our families so we'll see you guys early next year uh today as of uh when you're hearing this recording it's november 21st 2020 so um just want to wish everyone a happy thanksgiving and hope you guys have a good christmas a good new year too and we'll see you guys right after new year's so with that being said thank you all for listening to, to season three with us we'll see you again in january for season four